We've all seen Deontay Johnson truly emerge this season as a more reliable receiver for Ben Roethlisberger. But Chase Claypool has had some ups and downs. One week he's really good against the Broncos. The next he's not playing very well against the Seahawks. We're going to talk about his, his ups and downs, Deontay Johnson's rise, whether James Washington is being ignored by the Steelers, and all the receivers' questions on top of the defense. And we're going to get looking at Aaron Rodgers because the agency is back. Deni Pietro, Josh Axelrod back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. And we are going to have a lot of fun with them on here. Thanks for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And this episode of the Locked On Steelers podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Chris Carter from the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And as always, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like our video on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to get our episodes Monday through Friday, breaking things down on your Pittsburgh Steelers. We are rejoined by one of our favorite crews. The agency is back. I'm Chris Carter, the C, he's D9 Pietro, the I, he's Josh Axelrod, the A, and together we are the C, the I, the A, the agency. My fellas, it's great to have you back. Dean, how you been, man? Doing good, man. Coming off another Steelers win, now a bye week. Time to recharge the batteries, get ready for the rest of the season. Indeed, indeed. Josh, how have you been, man? It's been it's great to have you guys back on the show. Thanks for having us. Been on pins and needles for six weeks now because of this stupid Steelers team. Let's talk about him. <laughs> Let's talk about him. Let's talk about the receivers because the Steelers receivers were a major asset coming into this season. Like this was one of the positions that if you looked at the team, you said, okay, defensive line and receivers. Those are the two positions that you feel the most comfortable about. Now the defensive line, it's been destroyed by injuries, whether it's Tyson Lulu or Stefan Tuitt or uh, Carlos Davis. Like the, that, that is, that is a, a crazy situation. And even though Cam Hayward is playing out of his mind, but the receiver position, has been one that has been really rough on on, on the Steelers. Juju Smith-Schuster, of course, out for the season with an unfortunate injury to his shoulder. Um, But also now you got a situation where Deontay Johnson has truly emerged, in my opinion, to become a primary threat in the NFL. Um, But you have Chase Claypool, who one week against the Broncos, he's killing everybody. He's making big plays. He's showing he's a big threat. And then other weeks, he's just not winning the the, the up-and-up balls or the 50-50 balls that he's being thrown down the sidelines. Um, I, I wanted to ask you guys, what are your thoughts on, uh, on, on Chase Claypool? I wanted to start with you with Dean. Chase Claypool has not won many of those 50-50 balls, if any. But he still looks like he's a big threat out there. Do you think the Steelers are using him wrong, or do you think that he just needs to kind of buck up and make some more of those plays? He needs to step up his game. He has been in the receiving core the disappointment of the season, without mm. question. Yeah, I mean, you had the one good game with Denver, okay? He has 130 yards and a touchdown. That's his only touchdown of the season. It is. Okay. 
and he's only targeted seven times in this game, and he had two catches against Seattle, um, and he gets an offensive pass interference and then still comes down out of bounds. I mean, I don't know what's in his head. Uh, Whatever it is, it's got to get cleared out because we, the Steelers, rather, need him to be a deep threat and to help keep things open up for whatever they want to do with Deontay Johnson and, and Fryermuth and James Washington if they put him in the game. And um, they, he needs to make the plays to be a threat. Otherwise, teams will figure out he's not going to make plays. We can one-on-one on him, and we can then focus on Deontay Johnson and take away the passing game. Absolutely. Josh, Chase Cleepwood, when it comes to catch percentage, has the lowest catch percentage on the team, as in he is lower than Derek Watt, Cody White, Zach Gentry, and Eric Ebron. Now, granted, he has a much larger sample size than all of them, but that's just alarming. Do do you see this as something that can get fixed? Well, I mean, Claypool has all the physical attributes you want from a receiver. Uh, He's big, he's fast, he's got good hands. I mean, that was the one thing we thought he had over Deontay Johnson was his hands. Uh, and I, I got real quick, I just got to give Deontay his credit. I don't know that I was a believer in him, like mm. really putting it all together before this season, but that dude's been falling. Like he also might, I mean, he might be the second best running back on the team too. So I mean, <laughs> Deontay, Deontay, I have nothing bad to say about, um, Claypool seems to have two go-to moves just from my observations. He can either catch that like quick, like quick route over the middle for like 10, 11 yards a pop every time. And if Ben ever sees him and, or he just runs a straight line down the sidelines and hopes out run the corner. And sometimes that works. He is not exactly working with a QB who's great at uh, executing those kind of routes at the moment. So that kind of neutralizes his best ability, which is his just straight line speed, but also his head's clearly somewhere else, especially last week, like that offensive pass interference that Dean called. Like, I think I saw a tweet that was like, he, committed such bad OPI that he, he, well, he landed out of bounds. That, mm-hmm. that, that's a mental issue. Like, as far as I can tell, cause I, and, and to Chris's point, I think these are things that can be coached up. Like yes, I, I, can. I don't think that we need to give up on Chase Claypool by any means. Right. Uh, but he at the moment is at best the number two receiver. Like I, I kind of argue that Najee Harris is the number two receiver right now. I would think but, Najee uh, is actually. Yeah. Yeah, Ben I mean, Fairmuth might be number three. Clay, Clay, like Clay needs to just step step his game up. That's mm-hmm. that's all there really is to say. I, I think there's that too. I also think that it would be smarter to get him the ball in better situations. The one time you throw it deep to him over the middle, that's his only touchdown. I, I really think that that's the place you want to go to, not make giving him 50-50 balls down the sidelines while that's being his struggling point. Maybe if James Washington can get healthy again, that's what you give him a chance to do because that's actually his specialty when it comes to making those type of plays. But I agree with you both. Chase Claypool needs to step it up. That being said, Deontay Johnson, and I said this as I was covering the Steelers all through training camp, he was always the first guy on the field, the last guy off the field. Just after whatever work, before whatever work, and after whatever work the Steelers did that day, he would go out there, run around, someone would throw him a football, and he would just practice catching it over his shoulder, catching it there. This was the first time, this was the first game against the Seahawks that he had any drop that could be attributed to his hands uh, this season, and that's impressive considering the drops he had last year. I think it says a lot that he's made those kind of strides already and that they're finding ways to get the ball in his hands. I also think it says some of the throws that Ben Roethlisberger is giving him, he's starting to trust him as that playmaker receiver, and that is a big deal. Absolutely. 
Ben needs that guy to trust now. Juju was the guy. Okay. Yeah. So yes. Ben needs that guy that he can just go to no matter what. It may end up being Fryermuth, but it's definitely in the, in the interim right now. It's Deontay Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I someone's got to figure out what to do with Washington. He's too good to not be getting the usage he's getting unless he's hurt, and they're just not telling us it's as bad as we think it is. Honestly, I was kind of just happy last game that Ebron was finally catching a couple balls. Yeah, that, hadn't, yeah. that hadn't happened for a minute, and Ebron emerged as possibly our best running back. So that was something <laughs> I didn't expect. So uh, the offense is still pretty versatile. They just need to shore up a few things and make sure the receivers – all know what they're doing at any given time, frankly. No, I agree with that. James Washington, when when Mike Tomlin was asked about him, he talked about that being a matchup thing or situational. Well, I but I, and while he said that, I was kind of like, eh, you don't have to talk about injuries this week, so you're not going to talk about injuries this week. But the fact is, uh, James Washington was injured the week before, didn't play against the Broncos, and then he caught one pass and was never seen again against the Seahawks. That's a he was injured and they were trying to keep it on the down low to me. Uh, that, that speaks loudly because they wouldn't just put Ray Ray McLeod in over him just because there, there's got to be reasons behind that. But we got to talk about the defense. I want to get you guys' thoughts on what the Steelers have been doing on defense. But first, I got to tell you guys about Get Upside. Hey, Steelers fans, this is Chris Carter with an incredible app for everyone who buys gas that needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up at the pump. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for, for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the GetUpside app to, to get start getting cash back on your tanks of gas. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with D9 Pietro and Josh Axelrod. We make the agency here on our Wednesdays here. It's great to have you guys back. We had to switch it up. We had to get Doug Whaley and some, some, some other guys in here, make room for other guests to populate the feed. But we had fans being like, yo, where are these guys? And we're like, we're bringing them back. Don't worry about it. Um, but uh, wanted to get you guys' thoughts on the defense. My general question is, is this defense still an elite defense? And they've had elite moments. I, I think there's no doubt about that when you look at this team. I mean, they've the, the fact is they've this defense has closed the last two teams, that last two games out with turnovers in situations where if they didn't close the game out, they were probably losing it. Um, but absolutely still, you look at this situation and you're like, well, yes, but they were still they they still could have done better in in in, uh, in other moments right like you're still looking at the situation and saying eh, i don't know uh they 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 could have they could have done better in these spots right now when it comes to rankings the steelers rank uh about 14th in 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 points allowed 
Uh, they rank uh, 16th in passing yards allowed, um, and they rank 12th in rushing yards allowed. All of that speaks uh, not well to being being elite. Speaks to them to being a decently good defense with playmakers on it, but they just haven't capitalized enough. Dean, what have you seen from the defense, and what do they need to do to step things up? Well, there's no way that constituted right now this is an elite defense. Mm-hmm. It has had the knack to make big plays when they needed to, but they needed to because they gave up leads yeah. to Denver and to Seattle. Yeah. They got gashed yeah. by Alex Collins. Mm-hmm. Gashed alive. Now, the good news is they'll be facing a Cleveland team that's banged up at running back, Chicago, Detroit. Chargers have Eckler. The Ravens are a running team. Um, and then Minnesota and Tennessee with Cook if he's healthy. But Derrick Henry, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a little scared what he's going to do to the Steelers. Um, and then Kansas City and Cleveland and Baltimore again. But they're – I mean, uh, if I'm another team, I looked at that third quarter and I'm like, okay, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to beat this team. And the, the Steelers need to adjust to that. They need to find a way to just shut teams down once they have the lead. That if you want to be elite, you can't be 16th, 12th. Okay. You've got to be top five if you want to be elite. Yeah. They are, I wouldn't even say they're very good. I'd say they're good, but they are not great right now. Yeah. Injuries on the defensive line have caused a big problem for them. But maybe it is, you know, the growing pains of in some of the secondary. Obviously, the, the linebackers, you know, TJ Watt is TJ Watt. Okay. <laughs> you know, he's right. The, him and Cam Hayward are the glue. Um, I need to see more from Alex Highsmith. You know, I need to see more consistency from Bush and Schobert. So they've got to, you know, find a way to get get a little more cohesion and step it up if they want to be great. Because there are some quarterbacks on that schedule that are going to test them. Yeah, as somebody who has the Steelers defense in fantasy, I definitely want to see more from them. They're not really uh, doing their thing for me at the moment. I mean, obviously, the frontline talent that we always talk about is doing its thing. Cam, TJ, Minka, like, no complaints there. Stars stars are acting like stars. I kind of still blame a lot of what's going on with this defense on this offense because this offense still has no ability to sustain drives half the time, and that leads to tired defense, and that leads to bad defensive performances. That was an issue a lot last year. It is definitely an issue again. I'm seeing a lot this year. That said, it's really hard to shut even mediocre quarterbacks like Geno Smith and Teddy Bridgewater down when you're only playing with one real cornerback. No offense to James Pierre, but uh, it's very clear that one side of the field gets picked on a lot more than the other. Um, So that's, I think, the main issue in the secondary And then I'm not going to pretend like I've observed this too much myself, but I've seen a gajillion where is Devin Bush tweets over the last couple weeks because people just Mm -hmm. don't seem to be satisfied with his performance. And I definitely saw one breakdown of a running play where Bush was so out of position, he might as well have been out of the stadium. So it seems, again, the frontline talent is there. The offense isn't doing them any favors. The defense, the secondary might as well they need to do something in that second quarterback slot. 
and we need to see more from Devin Bush. That's those are my takeaways so far. Well, first of all, if Tony Serino were here, he would bash all of you for dissing the elite name of uh, James Pierre because uh, he was, uh, you know, you know, because Tony Serino leads the James Pierre hype train. He had an interception to close out. Uh, the Broncos and uh, almost had a forced fumble that closed out the Seahawks before TJ Watts forced fumble was what closed out that game. I, I do agree. Devin Bush needs to be better. I think part of it is getting him back into the fold after his injury. And then he wasn't on the um, he, he, he wasn't in the game. Uh, you know, he, he, he got injured and wasn't able to be, you know, with the team for for a, for a longer period of time. And he's kind of getting his, his, uh, his groove back. Um, but you know, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to also see how, you know, how how this plays out with the defensive line. Because as I pointed out yesterday, when I talked to Tony Serino, um, you know, when I look back at the tape and I look at the All 22, a lot of the times. Devin Bush is just getting swallowed up by the offensive line, and that's on the defensive line. You know, Jack Lambert was a was an, was a great and elite linebacker, but he was only as great as Joe Green and Ernie Holmes and Benny Banizek. Like like how those guys kept him free was a big reason why he was so great in the NFL, and that's something that Devin Bush has to has to be able to do to make this team be better. Is that he has to be able to get. Um, he has to be able to get free. He has to be able to uh, be able to be able to roam, you know, between the gaps, find the running back, make the play, and then p- play in pass coverage. But when he's dealing with oversized offensive linemen coming at him the way he was with the Seahawks, he's going to be ineffective. That's part of the big problem there. I, I do think that the they do have a defensive line problem. The, you know, when you look at the Seahawks, they were running at every gap that Cam Hayward, had Cam Hayward, T.J. Watt, and Alex Highsmith weren't in, which means they were targeting Chris Wormley, Isaiah Bugs, Henry Mondo, uh, and uh, you know, you look at those guys. Those are the issues that they're right. Chris Wormley, you know, that, that, those are the issues that they're going through right now. Um, but I also agree that, you know, part of it was also the defense didn't want to sell out to stop the run. They wanted to leave guys back because they had been t- they were tired of getting burned by whether it was James Pierre or Kella Witherspoon giving up big plays over the top. So that shows you that the defense feels vulnerable at two different spots there, whether it's defensive line up the middle or a cornerback outside because that's where they've been hurt the most and great defenses you can afford to have one of those spots when you start having multiple spots that you feel vulnerable in that's when offenses can pick at you more and that's been a problem this year yeah and and i totally agree with that and the 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 thing is then how do you fix the defensive line i mean you have who you have how do you make them better it's a good question well well i mean the answer there is to get stefan to it back at some point but obviously there's no word on that. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope, I, I just hope he's doing well. I wish you the best. Step on to it. Absolutely. You, I mean, yeah. That that that's a big concern there. I, I think part, potentially the trade deadline is still is still here. You could look around for teams that are either heavy on the defensive line in their depth chart or not playing well and saying, you know what, we don't want to carry this guy's contract and bring in a veteran who's going to be able to be able to step in and say, hey, I'm going to help out Cam Hayward and give you some depth up up the middle there. Um, you could also get Carlos Davis back and see if he can help help you a little bit. But there's definitely some concerns there across the board when it comes to this team's uh, defense about how they can stuff the run and how they can keep the the lid on the passing plays. They kept the lid on against the Seahawks when it came to the big plays, you know, good, just, you know, receivers running down the sidelines for big plays, but they have to keep that up. If they want to actually be an elite defense, 
this year. I want to get you guys' thoughts on another topic really shortly. A topic that Josh should be a little happy to talk about. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But first, got to talk to you guys about McDonald's. This episode of Lockdown Steelers is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can come meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I can tell you guys there's been several times where I've been on road trips, just like this last weekend when I was in New York. On my way out, I got me some McDonald's breakfast. On my way back, I got me some McDonald's breakfast. I I mess with the bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. That's my jam. What's your jam in McDonald's? Head to your local jam to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say locked on Steelers watch party? I'm loving it. But we also are brought to you by Built Bar. If you want a healthy treat that tastes like a candy bar, Built Bar is the protein bar for you. It's the official protein bar for the U.S. track and field team, and it comes in so many different flavors. Whether you want a fruity snack like raspberry, strawberry, or orange, or something different like salted caramel, cookies and cream, Rocky Road, double chocolate, or real cookie dough, all the fire flavors, you could get them all because Built Bar has so many flavors for you to enjoy. And the best part, they're all healthy. They range from 130 to 180 calories. They pack 17 to 18 grams of protein only four to five grams of, sh- of sugar, and four to five grams of net carbs. As a tasty and healthy snack, they'll save you from eating the snack you regret later and it helps anyone stay on task with their diet. Order today to get your favorite flavor delivered right to your door by going to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And y'all know what time it is when we do back-to-back ad reads. We keep it rolling here in the Locked on Steelers podcast. Final topic here. Now, this is kind of old because it's a few weeks old, but we didn't get a chance to talk to you guys about it. And I'm going to let Josh lead this one. Josh, there was, there's was, there been a lot of uh, romance in the air between Mike Tomlin and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you saw Aaron Rodgers weeks ago comment about how he just really appreciates Mike Tomlin and how he just loves the way that he operates. He's heard so many great things. And then you saw the during the, the Steelers-Packers game when Mike Tomlin called timeout because Aaron Rodgers thought he had him in a, in a situation and Aaron Rodgers looks to the sideline and Mike Tomlin looks in the field and they're like, what's up, buddy? I see you over there. You're my guy. And now there's all these fans being like, oh, they might get Aaron Rodgers. And we had former Steelers personnel director and former NFL GM Doug Whaley on this very show say he would not be surprised if the Steelers shocked the world and went out and got a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or like a Russell Wilson to shake things up in next year's offseason. Josh, you're, you've been banging this drum since, I want to say, April? You've been you've been just, just tooting this horn to get Aaron Rodgers are you tooting it louder right now? Are you excited? I got to know how you're feeling, my man. You know, true visionaries and true visionaries are just never appreciated in their time. <laughs> Eventually, they get vindicated. Uh, usually, it takes a lot longer than it's taken uh, taken me. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna take a quick victory lap to everyone who said I was crazy, <laughs> Dean. I uh, y'all can suck it. I uh, I was clearly I was clearly onto something. And it's not like it was a, that hot of a take. The Steelers obviously were going to be in need of a new quarterback next year, or at least I was hoping they were going to be. 
I, Chris seems to be very, very much have enjoyed that. I'm sorry. The way you said y'all can suck it, like, dang, man. I stick by Tell us how you feel. Word. But yeah, no, the Steelers obviously needed a new QB. Rodgers was unhappy with his situation. And Rodgers is after proving that age doesn't matter with him. So that two-year contract with the Steelers, where he plays out the rest of his career and the Steelers work on finding a real long-term solution, looking pretty good, huh, Dean? Right, Dean? Doesn't that is sound like though? a really good good option for the next couple of years, Dean? Isn't that something is you want though? to see, Dean? Is it, though? Talk, talk okay, to me, Dean. Talk to me. Let's talk about fantasy and reality for a moment. <laughs> and the reality is that this team is run by Art Rooney II, okay? Art Rooney II doesn't make deals like that. They think, errantly, they've got something in Mason Rudolph. And who's to say that Ben's going to step down after this year? He might not. What if he doesn't? Then you're never getting Aaron Rodgers. Don't put that evil out there. It's possibility. Ben might want to go one more round. And then what? And then are you really going to offer Aaron Rodgers the money Aaron Rodgers wants? Hmm. A lot of things still need to fall into place for this to happen. Plus, unless you are Tom Brady, father time is undefeated. Are you going to bring Rodgers in at that time that his skills do start to deteriorate and pay him a ton of money and then crap away two seasons with him and his aging? I don't know if that's the best deal. I think you find your quarterback of the future. That's what you need to do. For the third time, I guarantee hmm. that whatever Rodgers gives the Steelers over the next two years will be better than what Ben's giving them right now. Nah, I don't know. You all can yeah. roast me if I'm wrong. We will. I and I, I fully <laughs> expect to be. I you guarantee you be, that will be better. You know, roast in the oven, baby. You know, you know who really fight. wants to get to get to get Aaron Rodgers to the Steelers? Pittsburgh dad. Oh, another of course he online does. legend. Y'all saw that? That, that, wonderful, that wonderful Pat McAfee that Aaron video. Rogers here. Yeah, okay. Sure, Pat McAfee. There's, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a nice fantasy to get Aaron Rodgers as he is right at this moment here. It's not going to be what you get. You're going to have an aging quarterback who at some point his skills are going to deteriorate. Could be next year trying to learn a new offense with the personnel that we have. There's no Devontae Adams here. Eh, yeah. Deontay could be just as good. Mm-hmm. Deontay's proving proving to me that he, he could at least be a playmaker. Elite. He could be a lead at least. I'll say I'll say this: Aaron, uh, Ben Roethlisberger's current cap number that counts against the Steelers is twenty five point nine million dollars. He's still the most extensive expensive Steeler on their card on, on their salary cap this year, and that gives they still have ten point six million dollars according to OverTheCap.com. Um, in twenty in twenty twenty two, their cap space jumps to forty eight million dollars, and right now this year, Aaron Rodgers' deal has him at a cap number counting against the Packers for twenty seven point two million dollars. It's only two million more dollars than what Ben Roethlisberger is counting against the Steelers. Now, granted, 
according to the the way his contract works right now, that number jumps up to forty six million next year for them. But that won't really impact the Steelers if they traded to get it. That number would go way down. Um, if they if they cut him and they sign him in free agency, that number would also be up to the Steelers to make there. So there's there's certainly opportunities for that. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen. I'm not out here saying that the Steelers have to go do this. I am saying that. When Doug Whaley told me that, and I was I was expecting him to shoot it down when I asked him what he thought about the potential of a quarterback situation like that happening. When he opened the door to that, and this is a guy who he was the right hand of Kevin Colbert for, for, for several years. He's worked in the front offices. He knows he has connections. He knows people. And Dean, you guys have, have had him on the final mm-hmm. word. Uh, and so you, you've seen his talent mm-hmm. and what he can bring, uh, both as a media guy and as a guy who's been in NFL front offices. When he says something, I listen to him. And he and, and he again, he didn't guarantee Aaron Rodgers is going to the Steelers, but he did say the Steelers could shock the world, which to me could mean Aaron Rodgers, could mean Russell Wilson. It could mean a trade up to get someone else, uh, you know, in the NFL draft. Maybe there's a quarterback that nobody thinks is, you know, maybe they really believe in Matt Coral or maybe they really believe well, Kenny in Pickett? Willis. Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Okay. Like Sports Illustrated would have you believe. I'm listen, telling listen. You, I'm telling you guys, Kenny Pickett. Is going to be a great pro quarterback. He's playing like it right now. I cover pit. I cover pit football, and he is throwing the ball all over the field. He's running the ball all over the field. He is proven to be a leader. He's a great person. I will say that on top. He of has it. the style that's going to translate well into the pros. He is I, going I, to I, be a star. The the biggest thing for me with Kenny Pickett is that he doesn't have a cannon. He can't uncork a ball and put it on a rope. 50 yards down the field, but he does know how to make plays all over the field. And with weapons at his side and with, you know, it, it, we've seen him with Pitt in the, in the early part of this year, they didn't have a run game and he was still dominating. So mm-hmm. I, I, tr- I truly think Kenny Pickett can be a legitimate NFL threat quarterback. Um, but we will see how, how the season progresses. For many for years, not two. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, the Steelers aren't going to be bad enough but, this year to get Kenny the Steelers Pickett. sign Aaron Rodgers. You can have space on this show to completely roast me and I will be silent. Okay, Dean, so what you're saying is all right, this is the bet. This is the bet. If Aaron Rodgers signs with the Steelers, mm-hmm. whenever you come on this show on YouTube, yep. your name tag has to say baby Dean. Ooh, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, that's now what, he's a little what, scared, John. That, that's what I heard scared. you say. That's what I heard you say. If they don't sign him, he has to be baby Dean. No, no. If they sign Aaron Rodgers, if he be, if he is a Steeler yeah. next year or at any point, like any time while he's in fact, Why would he that's have the rule. To be baby Dean at that. I think what Chris meant is, is right. You have to be baby Dean when you're banned. He, he has to be adult Josh. Is what is what you're yeah, trying to say? Yeah, have to be adult Josh. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You have to be baby Josh. I'm sorry. I'm mixing up my or name. Baby Chris, Josh, Chris yeah. doesn't know what he's trying to say right now. If, I if, will take. You're right. You're right. I was running with the baby Dean name because that was funny, and I'm sorry, Josh. That was you. Any bet that you throw at me because it's not going to happen. So go. All ahead. right. So you're 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 adult or you're old man Josh. That's what old man Josh. Cool. And he you're can old man me Josh. and I will remain silent and take it all. Perfect. There we go. That's going to be a fun time here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. <laughs> no, Whether or not it happens. Not happen. No, listen, listen. If it doesn't happen, <laughs> then we just keep laughing about it because it didn't happen. And I, again, I don't bank on it happening. I actually think they're going to try to find another veteran quarterback who fits their system. Mike Tomlin did say to Jay Glazer that he wants a veteran quarterback out there. It just doesn't have to be an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson. Anyways. We'll be we'll talking more about that. Thanks so much for listening to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. You can also watch us on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, all those places. Dean, thanks for joining us. Let people know where they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. 
on WPXI, all the sports programming, Final Word, Black and Gold Zone, and at imdean16 on Twitter. Josh, same for you. Uh, you can find me at Jaxelberg with an H on Twitter and my work at postgazette.com. I'm Chris Carter, your host here. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Um, you can find this show again on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, or on YouTube. Like our videos on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It really helps us out. Leave us a five-star review on Apple with a positive comment, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Thanks again for, for checking us out. We'll be back tomorrow with Brooke Pryor of ESPN, breaking things down during the bye week, asking her some critical Steelers questions that they need to address before they get back to football and get ready to take on the Cleveland Browns. I'm Chris Carter with D9PHO and Josh Axelrod. You're listening to the agency here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. We'll be back in your ears very soon.